Amen. Today I want to uh, bring to us, to our attention, Second uh, Samuel uh, chapter 19, uh, uh, a subject that is very important for us to pay attention to, because we are families, we are individuals, uh, we are uh, a community. And so, like King David, he was a part of a big community, uh, God's people, and he was a prominent person in that community. Uh, 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 being the king of Israel, who didn't walk to the office on his own account. He was called by God and anointed by him. And he was a man after God's heart, chosen by God to lead his own people and to oversee the occultic system, a worship system. He was in charge also politically. So he's a king who was going to walk closely with the priest. And, and, to, and, to, and to rule God's people who are not only provided for politically and socially, but also spiritually. And the king had a big responsibility in that regard. And so when it comes to that, so as a man also who is living with his own family, he has this familial relationship uh, with uh, his wives and, and also his children. But we have a situation where his son, Absalom rebelled against him and took a whole bunch of Israel, Israelites behind him as challenging God's order, challenging what God has established and challenging the leadership that God has put into place. That is a serious matter. And to deal with, you will not take it as a family affairs. This is more than a family affairs. So this involves a whole nation. Involves God's plans that he has for his own people. And so that is why the king needed to be wise enough to deal with these situations appropriately. And I think there is a lesson for us also, even today, as God's people calls to be Christian, let alone leaders uh, in God's house, in God's church. And also, uh, uh, we have the responsibility, we take upon ourselves by grace, uh, that to be witnesses of Christ in the nation in which we live. And so we have big responsibility. How we, we go about doing things. We, we, we are a, a people who are under scrutiny of the Holy Spirit. Because God is expecting much from us. Because he has invested in us by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross uh, for our sins, to remove our guilt, our sins, and we are not going to see judgment at all. Because this is what the Bible says. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Those who put their trust fully in Christ Jesus, uh, they are forgiven, they are made children of God, and then they will when Christ return. They will go with him into paradise. So you've got all these songs like Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Uh, I have this gospel choirs from Ethiopia, Gambela. New people, they just they step up so much as if they are catching up with, with the, um, the Wesleyan Wesley children, uh, sons. You see, they, they just compose. They are composing beautiful songs, uh, gospel. So I, I taste them. Theologically, because I had the privilege to go to theological training <laughs> and, and so forth. But they are just so very good. And Jerusalem, Jerusalem, 
that uh, uh, God has made this place for us. And we are going, and there will be a place where all the tears uh, will be wiped for those who have suffered and kept the faith. So it's a real place. And, and while we are waiting for that transformation, uh, we are called uh, uh, to live as God's people. And certainly David was called to be the king of Israel. And now when his sons rebelled against him, and, and his men, they marched to, to stop his, his advancement because he was coming to destroy even his father. He's, he's coming to really to, to, to take over the, the whole nation. So that was what he was, going, he was coming to do. And now this is what happens when uh, Absalom was killed. You were sorry that you were not here last week. Uh, Michael Jensen preached through this. And, uh, and we read that uh, David, he mourns. He mourns. And here in first verses, Job was told that the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. Absalom. So that is verse 1 of chapter 19. King is weeping and mourning for his son. So the first, the first mention of Absalom was mentioned as Absalom. As if Absalom has removed himself from being the son to David. So he had no that affections for his father. And so he did that. He broke all the family ties. And so the second verse said, And for the whole army, the victory that day was turned into mourning, because on that day the troops heard it said, The king is grieving for his son. You see, here the king loves his son. And that is why we are told he was grieve, grieve, grieving for his sons. But in verse 1, we are, we are told that here he, was, he was mourning and weeping for Absalom. And so here um, we have this relationship that I touched on a few weeks ago. That um, uh, Absalom will not even call David his father. You see, and even David will not call him a son. You see, uh, so that, that, that relationship was really destroyed. And so what is the point I'm trying to bring here? The, the victory that day was turned into mourning. So that is the title of the sermons we have today. The victory, the victory turned into mourning. It should be the other way around, isn't it? The mourning should be turned into victory. And that is what God is doing. Because God is about overcoming. It's about defeating all his enemies. God is about destroying anything that would alter his order and all the things that he has planned for, uh, for his own people. And so he will not respect whether it's Absalom or anyone else. And so you, King David, rise to the occasion. You are king over Israel and you are responsible before God. These men who went, they were not really just simply fighting for you. There were people who were under God. And it's God who gave them victory even their times. And so it's God who gave them the victory. Otherwise, Absalom would have prevailed. And so the victory that day was turned into mourning. Because on that day the troops heard it said, The king is grieving for his son. So as if they were fighting a lost war. Why then should they have fought? For this man. Why they, they, call, they fought in a wrong cause, isn't it? Because David himself really now is not thinking 
in a way that is honoring to God. This has nothing to do by really grieving. Uh, uh, We could see it like it's right to grieve and to mourn for our sons. But here when we look at it from the context of why these men, when they heard this, why they were ashamed. Why they were ashamed? Because that is what happened. The men stole into the city that day. As men still, it's not like English is a, a difficult language, isn't it? It's not a steal, like stealing something. So when I looked it up, is they, they sneak, like they, they, they come in line. You see, that is the word here. So they came ashamed when they flee from battle. No, sorry. The men stole into the city that day as men still in who are ashamed when they flee from battle. That should, their state becomes like the state of those who have lost a battle. You see? Yeah, that is, that is what the Bible is saying here. And so, denying God's hand. So, David has robbed them that sense that they were on God's side. And that they were fighting because they believed that King David was a man after God's heart. And that he was raised up by God. And so that is why I'm saying we, when we come to the matters related to God, and so we are real to step up and put God first and put him first and honor him. Because David really is put himself in a difficult position. And I think Michael Jensen brought it out clearly. It's a painful thing to talk about. Because he himself, he got himself into mess. His sin that weakened him so much. And even he lost direction. Even he lost the respect of his son. You see, that he put there. But it's not finished. There is mercy. There is mercy with God. And even with that, God still was keeping him as the leader of his own people. And he's doing everything necessary to save his life and to show him his mercy and goodness and kindness. And now he needs to put the things, the things in the right perspective. So in, at least from the point of view of the people he's leading, these people are right. They were in a battle and they won. And they knew that that was God's. Because really Absalom has gathered, had gathered already around himself Fierce men, fighters, strong, and even they were strong in number. I mean, larger in number. They could have, they could have wiped out King David and his troops. And yet God's hands was still upon King David. And now these people were saying, it's, it is like an irony. When they heard that, the king is grieving for his son. Victory that day was turned into mourning. God will not accept that we, we bring down the work that he has done himself. Just simply because some people are responsible for their sins. You see, Absalom is a grown-up man. Huh? We all are because we have to repent. Amen. Amen. Brother, we are to repent. Yes, so here... This man, 
these men they 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 were in a position of people who have been uh, who 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 have been really like they feel like they have fought the the the, the wrong the wrong the wrong the wrong the wrong cause because victory was turned into mourning uh, uh, and now they they say this as an irony and so we are really to be careful absalom yeah i think you, i was distracted absalom was really a grown up man you see and he prepared himself to challenge his father so his sin was upon his head and i think that is why we at some stage we urge our children really to to take responsibility for their actions and that any action that they take will be against god and god will deal with you rightly you see because he is god that is why i i i i share with my children and say do, do you know do you think the bible speak about respecting your father and mother so that you have long life in vain you cannot rebel and you still reap the fruits of righteousness and the blessings and the protection and i think i said from this place in the past that the quickest really answer to to events god moves swiftly to punish those who rebel god is just so against rebellions rebellion is spirit and we have seen it has dealt with in this story and so the short message that i was telling us as i said i was going to bring so let us really uh be careful when we uh we have family affairs really mixed with with uh, public affairs and by public affairs i means you as a leader uh, uh, under god you as a man of god and as a woman of god you are to take the right actions because god is going to take the right actions if you have pleased god god will vindicate you god will vindicate you even against the closest people to you and that is a, a bad to a hard position to be in isn't it a very hard position but this is the will of god god is righteous god is holy and it's something we need to understand as god's people so we we don't take this lightly when god invests in you it's not in vain he wants you to stand you know that events when the levites turn against the israelites and they slaughtered those who were rebelling against god we have read this in the bible isn't it and for us to read this is just like graphic why god would allow part of his people to turn against part of of his people as well is just like to keep moving because he's a righteous god well we thank god today that we have jesus christ our lord who is interceding for us and that we will not have to have this punishment in this graphic way but still we don't know how god will move to punish the sin you see he still all options are open to god isn't it we cannot claim that we know how god is going to to act to to punish or to vindicate a righteous person he can take any 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 shape it can take any shape but this man even though they were ashamed and they see this man they they struggle with this 
But uh, we have Job here, a good leader. He gives good counsel to, to King David, and he is part of this man. He, he confronted David, and he said to him, he went into the house to the king and said, uh, today you have humiliated all your men who have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters. So, so we, we cannot really put the punishment of those who didn't do any wrong thing, isn't it? Because these sons of David and daughters, they were not involved in, in Absalom's rebellions, isn't it? But Absalom was going to come against them, lest one of them become the king. You see? So Absalom was prepared to bring them down. And so Job now by the Holy Spirit, you see, is telling this man, the king, that what you have done is so bad. This man was going to come against, against you, even your wives. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. you so if, if he just only loves those who hate him, but say you, you love those who hate you and hate those who love you, but they think that he hates those who love him and put their lives at risk for him. And then for him to turn their victory into mourning, into, into uh, uh, defeat, that was not acceptable. And that was not right. So he was being reminded of his action. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men, and they, and their men mean nothing to you. And the, the, the people of God should never mean something or nothing to, uh, to us all. So this is a, a, a lesson that is so deep for us to learn. And so as we go about uh, witnessing and living our lives before God, let us be aware of this. And so let us remember this, that we will be responsible how we, we handle the, the power we have been endowed with. And this power is like a government God to bring under us people to lead, even our children. Even being a teacher, you are a leader in the class. You can be a, a blessing. Being a CEO in a company, you can be a blessing to your own people. And you can take measures against those who are trying to bring down the company for the, for the blessings of those who are doing the right things. And God is, is God of order. And God will always do this. And there will always be a place before him for those who are acting rightly that their labor will never be in vain. Even, even those who are not saved, I, I should venture to say that. And so when you have that attitude, like even the, the centurion, he was not a Christian man, and yet God uh, saw his sincerity. Cornelius also, he was a man who was honoring God, and yet the Bible says he was not saved. But that night, that day, he was sent a man, and he was told that your praise have become a memorial before me. So God is God who will not despise anything uh, good. And so, but he will call people to the right place always. So here, the Job is telling this man a lesson. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men mean nothing to you. I see that you would be pleased if Absalom's were alive today and all of us were dead. So, a rebellion, a sinner, life exchange for the life of those who heed the call of God and have gone into the battle. 
So now go out and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not a man will be left with you by nightfall. This will be worse for you than all the calamities that have come upon you from your youth till now. And now he is telling us that King David is a man who has gone through a lot, isn't it? But the Lord has not finished with. So let us be encouraged as well. So let us not stop in the road, even if we have gone through a lot, through difficult things. And so here we could see that, but, but if, if God's people, these leaders, were wiped out and Absalom was alive, that will be the worst calamity ever that has happened to Absalom, to, I mean to David. Why? Because that will just say something about God. There's something bad about God. That God has not kept his promise. When he said earlier that I will be with you, he said to David, isn't it? I will be with you. I will establish your monarchy, your kingdom. And now this man by his spirit is telling him. So this could be, but God has not finished with you. So all that you need to do, get out and encourage your people. Get out. Rise to the occasion. Forget about these things. God is in charge. And so when God is leading and is in charge, so there might be some graphic things happening around us, but let us have a strong heart in the things of God. It's like um, uh, uh, Acts chapter 5, Hananiah and Sapphiris. So I, have, I confuse this name because they come differently in Greek, they come differently in Arabic, <laughs> also in English. Ah, it's just like, it's, it's, a, it's a torture. But uh, yeah, Hananiah and Sapphiris. I hope I got it right. Just to check the name right. Yeah, Ananias and Sapphira. 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 So these guys, they were just, they brought, were brought down dead because they have lied to the Holy Spirit, isn't it? And one person said to me one day, I was in a Bible study. Were there no any other way for God to punish these two people? It was just too much, you see, to bear. And I think I just thought for a moment, and I said, we should not be sympathetic to those whom God is judging. I remember this to this day, 17 years ago, or 18 years ago, saying this phrase. And exactly that is what Job is saying. We should just take God's side and walk with him, for his ways are, are, are better than our ways and are higher than our ways. And, so, and they look so deep when we don't understand them. But we thank God because we have these accounts written for us. So what we learn from this is that let us not turn victories of God into mourning. So when God gives victory, because God delights in, in defending his own people, that is his promise. He, God delights in, in blessings those who call upon his name. Those with whom he has made a covenant, if you truly believe in Christ, that this is the fulfillment of all the covenants and the Lord will look after you and God will wash over you. All that you need to do is to align yourself and to come under his care, under his leading and to obey him and to love him sincerely and cry out for your weaknesses. And this man, David, he is weak and yet he, his heart wanting God to help him. And that is why he allowed the king, the, 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 the army to go out. But himself he was so torn between his family affairs and God's affair. That is why he asked the leaders as they go, be tender with the boy, uh, Absalom. 
maybe even like here, but God at that time was about to punish these rebellions, and if it is entertained, it's not good. That will set a wrong precedent, isn't it? Even to this day also, that is why in the church there is discipline yeah, real to be exercised. And I think in the last two decades or three, or if not four, church has moved away from disciplining those who are openly challenging the authority of the word of God and also bringing confusion in the midst, in the camps of God's people. And God's leaders are not prepared all the time to stand up and really face these things. And you see, if we read our Bible really carefully and closely, we would see how leaders, even this morning we read, how Peter challenged Simon in Acts chapter 8 and challenged him greatly and rebuked him and pronounced destruction of his life because he was going to buy God's gift with money. And I said something that we can never afford with our gift. And so God will always move and punish. So let us uh, be encouraged. Let us be faithful uh, to, to follow uh, 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 our Lord and to honor him. And so here, though we might be weak, but God is not weak. He will turn our mourning into victory and not our victory into mourning.